Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan and it brings me such joy to be able to say that after so long. Please welcome to the floor my fabulous co-host Jane Hilston. How are you, Jane? Oh, what a sensational intro, Stace. I am very well, thank you. How are you? Straight back in the hot seat, like, we, like we've been here the whole time. Well, kind of, except your setup now just looks so pro. You just look like you're, um, you've just like ramped it up in the, when did we do the last one? October. You you look like, yeah, the, the podcast host extraordinaire. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm excited to uh, break out my new Roadcaster Pro. I've been using it with just myself, like just recording myself and doing webinars and stuff like that. But to have somebody else like feeding through on the other end, it's very exciting. We are super legit. So welcome to season two of Miss Bossy Boots. Thank you so much for being patient with us. I know there have been so many people that have been asking me in the street and online and on Messenger, when's Miss Bossy Boots coming back and what's going on with Miss Bossy Boots and why haven't I seen any Miss Bossy Boots? We decided to take a break after, of course, recording 100 episodes, which is a feat in itself. And we're now back for season two. But because podcasting has changed just, you know, and evolved in the same way that Miss Bossy Boots has, it seems to me that the the going trend for podcasts now is to be able to release uh, episodes as part of a season. And so instead of having, you know, a never-ending date and, and having to sign up to kind of create content from now until forever, which is kind of how Miss Bossy, Miss Bossy Boots felt at the end there, we've decided to uh, jump back on for season two with a limited edition amount of episodes. We're going to do a 12-episode season. Well, that sounds fine to me. I'm only I'm only going to be popping into four of those. So Miss Stace has has uh, a tremendous uh, season of another eight episodes lined up, which I, even I don't know what what what's uh, in those. So I can't comment on those. However, I'm extremely excited to be sitting down with you, Stace, um, for the for the couple of episodes that I will be joining you for. So that's the idea. Miss Jane is you know very busy with the how to do market podcast which is just going gangbusters and you know we decided that we didn't want to let Miss Bossy Boots just go by the wayside forever so this is our this is our nice compromise Jane's going to pop in for a few episodes I'll have some special guests on some episodes I'll do a couple of myself Um, we'll put it out there to our community and see what you guys are struggling with what your challenges are and see if we can try and help you with those and yeah and jump back in and and create some new content sounds good so Jane just because we always started our episodes talking about favourite things mm. and it has been since October since we've sat down to actually record, I bet there have been quite a number of things that have popped into your world that have become your new favourite things. Tell us what's been floating your boat. Um, oh, look, in the last six months there's so many favourite things but I'm just going to pop to the to the most recent which is literally something I just hopped off in fact there's a there's a reason um I don't listen to podcasts when I'm driving around town and it's because I don't want to just listen to 10 minutes here and five minutes there I like a flow when I'm listening to a podcast and my favorite thing that comes to mind springs to mind immediately is a podcast called The Sure Thing and it's by Angus Grigg it's put together by Angus Grigg who is a journalist with the Australian Financial Review 
and um, it's about a it's a, it's about Australia's largest case of insider training trading not training insider trading. Um, Flowery put us onto this. Shout out to you, Flowery. It's one of his mates, Angus Grigg. And um, I think there is only six episodes, or there's certainly only six episodes that have been released. And I'm not much of a, a, a true crime listener. It's I'll listen to it, but it's not my preferred genre. But this one is a cracker about a um, two guys, one who used to work for the Australian Bureau of Statistics and release um uh, economic data to someone who worked on the foreign exchange desk or was trading in foreign exchange. Fascinating. And uh, like I'm literally, and I, I broke my cardinal rule of um, not listening to podcasts around ta- t- town because I'm just so um, uh, entrenched within what's happening within this this podcast. What about yourself? That is so left field for you, Jane. <laughs> so like, left field. So left field. I'm like, what? It's not a yeah. business podcast? Huh? I know, I know. So there's all the guilt that goes with, but you know, on on Easter Monday, I, I'm I'm happy that I'm listening to something that's not not business related. I'm I'm okay with that because usually I'm like, if generally because I'm driving and I'm driving four hours or whatever, and I think what an absolute waste of time if I actually listen to a business podcast that I'm not wasting my time. You know, I'm still being productive, but Easter Monday. <laughs> give myself permission to uh explore other genres what about you what's your favorite thing um i have to say brene brown's pod both of brene brown's podcasts so it's just Mm. gone the anniversary of unlocking us which was brene uh, brown's podcast that she started during covid i mean there was a plan there was always a plan for her to have a podcast and for the podcast to start in march of last year but it just so happened that it came at the same time as covid and so Mm. unlocking us was something I was addicted to this time last year and was just like could not wait for the next episode to drop and then she started dare to lead and dare to lead is even you know closer to my love language like it's just completely up my alley so tossing between unlocking us and dare to lead Mm. is just it I said to Heath last night what I'd like to do is take a year off work and just study Brene Brown just like be entrenched in because there's just not enough time in the world to listen to a podcast, then to go and follow up and read the book that they yeah. were talking about and then to dive in. Because, of course, Brene Brown on her website has incredible resources that go with her podcasts. Mm. Like it's, you know, Morgan Media Heaven, like if yeah. I had that kind of time and resources to be able to, you know, dive into conversation questions and Q&A thoughts. And, you know, there's so much great stuff that goes along with it. If I could just quit work for a year and just, Brene Brown myself up that would be great and also um I had someone stop me in uh, Kmart yesterday where I tried to do Kmart yesterday with just the boys and there seemed to be like 40,000 people in town um and so that I was thinking this is the worst decision ever but then it became the best thing ever because I ran into an old friend of mine from school who said that um he had just watched Call to Courage which is Brene Brown's Netflix special and he said I couldn't stop thinking about you I was like, well, if that's not a compliment. That's a nice little brand alignment, isn't it? Yes. He said, you know what, you were talking about this and uh, she was talking about this and I thought, I see Stacey doing that and then she was talking about this and I see Stacey doing that. I was like, dude, this is the best three minutes of my life. Thank you. That's awesome. How nice is that? Yeah, it was really nice. And because I'm listening to so much in terms of um, her stuff anyway, 
it, you know, I jumped back straight in the car after that conversation and the podcast went back on because unlike you, Jane, I do listen to snippets of podcasts around town. Um, yeah. I'm happy for the bite-sized pieces. But, yeah, it just made me think, you know, if there's something that I've been really kind of in just totally entrenching myself in since we last spoke on Miss Bossy Boots, it's definitely Brene Brown. Cannot you get don't- enough. You recommended that I listen to the episode with Simon, uh, yeah, with Simon Sinek about um, the Simon's recent book, um, The Infinite, Infinite Game, Game, which um, we'd already attended Simon's sessions that Growth Faculty put on about The Infinite Game. And um, whilst, and so what was that, like two four-hour sessions through the growth faculty, I think it was, of, two, of Simon hour. and a yeah. two three-hour sessions. And I loved the concept of the infinite game and um, I certainly got it and, and and you know, really enjoyed listening to, to Simon talking about that. I must say it's, it probably wasn't the most enthralling delivery by the growth faculty, which it's, it's kind of turned me off really going to to a lot of their other online deliveries of of um these kind of masterminds that they're that they're interviewing um it was very passive there was a lot of kind of q and I don't know there was a lot of repetition I, a like, lot of repetition we found oh, that like because we watched it as a scripted. group yeah there was so many of us that you know in, especially in the second session, he'd get asked a question and we would answer it around the table before yeah, he had like, a chance I'll, to. I'll answer. <laughs> yeah, actually, I know that in. story. And then it was like, you know, you get a gold star if your answer matched Simon's, which a lot of the time it did because it was, yeah, it was very repetitive. And and a, and a bit of that repetitiveness kind of came up in Brene's interview. But as you said, because I think you'd said to me, but just with Brene's um, lens um, and I guess, you know, I guess the questions that she's asking or her commentary that she's inputting, and maybe she's just asking questions which were more aligned with my thinking as opposed to the growth faculty, which I think were very base level benchmark, stupid, not stupid questions, but just basic, you know, yeah. basic questions. I'm like, well, if you read the book or if you understood, you know, the con- whatever. If you know who Simon scripted. Sinek is, you're fine. Yeah, it's like <laughs> whereas whereas Brene's were more intuitive and, yeah, as I said, probably a bit more in line with what I wanted to know and her commentary on top of that, it was really, it was, it was a great interview and I think too it really um, gave that extra depth and that additional level to the infinite game, you know, and I love the concept of the, the infinite game. Um, so she's got a real superpower in that. She, she is. She's a very disarming, a very endearing interviewer, you know, on top of being so smart and, you know, so good at what she does. I was listening to an episode yesterday where I literally, you know, the person she was interviewing was talking and I thought of the question in my head of what, you know, what would be the follow-up? This is what I'd really like to know. And then she actually, like, she asked it straight up and I was like, yes, in the car. And the kids were like, what, (laughs) mum? I was like, that's, that's, that was the next question. And you asked that next question. Like, she just has a way of linking what they're saying to you know, the original question and then it comes back full circle and she's just, yeah, good at her job. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, I think I heard someone describing Oprah and, you know, that's why Oprah is such a superstar interviewer is because she's just so in touch with 
her audience and what she thinks and knows her audience would want to hear. She knows exactly where to take the interview, where to take it, where not to take it, yeah. as opposed to just having that kind of list of questions or even like I think the growth faculty it was very much, you know, submit your frequently asked questions. But that's it. Like some of those frequently asked questions, they're like, oh, my God, that's the stupid question that's asked at every one of these that everyone goes, you know. <laughs> Um, just filter that one out. Like, why are you even asking that? Whereas those really skilled interviewers just know how to navigate that. They know generally what they want to get out of it, but there's not this list of questions that they feel like they need to stick to. Yeah. So if you want to dive into those, Spotify is the place of all of Brene Brown's podcasts now. They all live on Spotify. And Dare to Lead is is where you'll find the Simon Sinek interview, which is exceptional. Um, the one I just listened to was two sisters who um, have written the book called Burnout. I wish I could remember their names. I'll put it in the notes. Um, and they were talking about how you have to um, complete stress cycles in your body. So it's not just one thing to be stressed and then you're stressed about an event, say, and then the event finishes and then you go, okay, I'm not stressed anymore. It, until you complete the cycle for yourself, um, you don't kind of finish off that and the stress still stays in your body and you don't want that stress to kind of build up in your body, which was just like, I was like, thank you. Fascinating. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So there's a range of topics and I highly recommend it that you jump um, onto it and listen to it as well as, of course, subscribing and sharing Miss Bossy Boots and, and sharing the love of our podcast too. Jane, while we were away, lots of people were asking where we were up to uh, with our businesses. Can you give everybody an update as to where Dragonfly Marketing is currently? What's the, what's the status? Um, where did we leave off? I think we left off when um, the How to Do Marketing Academy was had kind of just kicked off, which is like my mentoring program. Um, and obviously, How to Do Marketing podcast had been launched. And um, since then, it has just been ridiculously busy. And the only thing that I can attribute it to is there's there's two things like it's and I and I you know I use the word busy with a lot of reluctance because I you know I know everybody's busy and I hate that word just as much as everybody else does but it has been constant and persistent and consistent like there was a a point I think pretty much last month I was pretty much getting a lead and a and a good lead every single day like which for my business and when there's only a couple of you in the business and and that's big work when a when a lead comes in um that's pretty much unheard of you know so so to, to and I've never ever had it had it be this persistent and and consistent before and the only thing I can really kind of put it down to is one I think the economy after COVID is pretty keen to get back to work um, pretty keen to make up for the year that wasn't Mm -hmm. essentially for for a lot of businesses Um, but two you know there was something that I really kept banging on about if you like through through COVID and it was based on some research that I'd read very very early on in the piece that um, referred to, you know, the brands that that stayed consistent and visible and front of mind and invested in their marketing as opposed to pulling back from their marketing. The brands that showed up during pandemics through, you know, world wars and all of the, the disruptions that the world has seen, uh, by showing up and being visible, they're the ones that recover the fastest after 
after the fact and they're the ones that people will rem remember when everything does get back to normal. Um, and that was something that I was encouraging my communities and a lot of small businesses to, you know, come on, guys. I know it's it, it seems counterintuitive to pour, be pouring money into to marketing right now, particularly with so much uncertainty, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that was a pretty common theme in a lot of the content that I produced. And I know because I, I had the capability at that point because we had lost a couple of clients over a COVID um, and I had the ability to be able to show up every day. And I thought that's yep. actually how I can help other businesses is by showing up every day and, and sharing, you know, as much as I can. And I think in October, like it, it paid off, you know. So I think that was something that, that that is fantastic. It's it's been great. Um, it's created some some more challenges because it's now keeping up with the work. And I'm not someone who likes to say we've got a you know we're kind of at capacity and we can't do any more. I'm for surprised the time you could being. say those words just then, Jane, to describe what you were talking about. I know we're I at know. capacity well, is not I something that comes out of your mouth. No, well, but, but, you know, for the really great opportunities where I think there really is some, some you know, a great opportunity for both parties, um, yeah, I, I don't like to be able to say that. And I know that there's this whole thing around oversubscribed, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, I guess there is an element to that, but I, I like to be able to help yeah, help yeah. and get back to people and not be unavailable and not, you know, um, let people down, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so it's presented a few challenges in terms of of now being able to keep up with that that work and plan for the future. But you know, this is this is exactly what I had planned for. So now it's just stepping up to the plate and and making sure I can navigate through through that demand and and potentially that growth. What what about you? Where's your many thousand businesses up to? <laughs> well. Um... Port Macquarie Performing Arts is going gangbusters, which is so great. And it, that's all on the back of my fabulous team. Like there's no mm. one better in the business than the people that I have teaching the local kids. Like they're just so good at their jobs um, for, from all aspects of the business um, and, and all of the different touch points. So they give me the ability to – now that I've learnt and, you know, I learnt through the Moss, Miss Bossy Boots journey, you've heard me over the last five years – go on a journey of how to delegate and and to move things off my plate. But we're in a position now where I really, you know, I wake up every morning and the things that are on my to-do list are things that are in my wheelhouse. They are things that I'm passionate about. They are things that I want to bounce out of bed to do because um, I, the business is just in a position where everybody is doing everybody's working on their strengths. We've got people in all right. the key areas where everybody I think is bouncing out of bed because they get to teach the classes that they love or teach the kids that they love or, um, you know, do the parts of the business, do the marketing in the business, which they're passionate about or um, do the sales. Like everybody is just kind of not, not just doing their own thing, but doing their own thing. And it's all coming together collaboratively, which is really awesome. And that gives me time to be able to do more podcast producing, which, you know, over COVID I picked up, several new podcasts, which is exciting um, in terms of Morgan Media. And some of those are kind of stepping up as well. You know, they may have been just producing fortnightly episodes, but now they're um, going to weekly episodes. And so that's that's keeping me busy in, in terms of mm. Morgan Media as well. And and I'm finding that I'm being invited, you know, on the other on the other side to be on other people's podcasts and, and to be a guest rather than to be the producer as well. So that's exciting. And then the Simply Stacey Morgan brand is is going gangbusters too, which is great because they're for so long I've kind of been coaching, doing business coaching 
I was going to say on the sly. It's not on the sly. It's it's just behind closed doors. I, I've been doing it, but I haven't been promoting it. And I think that's a little bit of imposter syndrome that I've had over the last like three or four years that I've been doing it. You know, who am I to be able to tell people how to run their business or who am I to be able to give people strategies to work on these challenges? Or, But in the last year, um, having faced many challenges of my own and kind of come out the other side, I'm a bit braver when it comes to being able to share those stories and share those experiences. So, um, and of course I got the qualification through um, Donald Miller and his story brand team for um, business made simple coaching. So it also helps that I have a certificate on the wall, which makes me feel a little bit more confident about it too. So I've got coaching clients in Canada, in New Zealand, in um, here in Australia, obviously in the States as well. And um, they're all doing great things with their businesses. And it's it's really exciting because it's not just dance studios. Whilst I have plenty of dance studios, it's businesses across a whole range of of areas and, and things that I normally wouldn't would go, what do I know about this? But when you get talking and you're like, oh, yeah, here's, here's 15 ways that I can help you. Like yeah, um, yeah. Rest, restaurants and, and plumbers and, you know, things like that that it's, you, you normally wouldn't associate Stacey Morgan with a plumbing business. But lo and behold – I've got things to teach, so so that's yeah. what I'm doing. So great, that's well done, and really and really loving it. Really having enough time to to really sink my teeth in and enjoy it. Tell me, Jane. People have been asking me, you know, how's COVID been? I know you didn't go to Billy Joel, but I will let you know, I do have Billy Joel tickets booked, booked, and the flights booked for next January, Jane. So everybody just. You know, calm down. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I will get yeah. to Billy Joel. What have um? What are the things that have been? You know, w- since we've had this break, Jane. What are the things that um that you've thought of that you have say? I have to remember to tell our community that that's happened, or things that have been highlights over this break since we saw you last. Ah, oh, look, I have had so much happen in the last six months, and. Yeah, I don't know whether, I mean, it's, my life has changed instrumentally over this last six months and it's small things. Um, My eldest daughter has gone to boarding school. Um, That was massive and that was something that, um, I guess, I don't know, like I'm a doer. So I don't sit there and wallow and think and plan um, too much. I just do. And I, you know, if if something's happening and if I feel like it's the right thing to do and even though that this had been something that was on the, the cards for forever as something that might happen, it, it just kind of happened. And for her, it's the best thing ever. I mean, she's just thriving absolutely thriving she's um at a school in sydney she's so incredibly independent she um like what she's done at the age of of 16 to integrate herself into to school life like it's this really bizarre thing because she's still your little girl but actually letting her loose into the world and you think oh well she's at boarding school so she's you know protect and she is but there's still so much stuff that they have to do on their own. So she's in a rep basketball team down there, which is kind of not part of the, the school and the sport. And even though she's in like, you know, 10 school sports, she does this on, on top of that. And, um, 
you know, so she's had to navigate how to get to her school to, and the, and the, you know, they haven't made it easy for her. God love them. Like the training is like all over the North Shore. Some of it's on a train line, some of it's on a bus line. Some, you know, it takes her an hour and 10 minutes, which is ridiculous. It would take 15 minutes to drive there in a car, no traffic. Um, you know, it'll take her an hour and a half. And she's navigated all of that by herself without, you know, an, an ounce of stress or worry or drama. You know, she's got back to the school and it's been late and she's been locked out. You know, she'll just be on the phone to Kev and go, oh, the gates are locked. Don't really know what I should do. <laughs> just like, um, maybe you should call them and, you know, get them to come and She's just, you know, she just, she's been very, very, um, it's strategic, but just smart too in making sure that she makes friends with the day girls so that she's got, you know, a nice healthy bunch of, of, of friends, um, you know, and, and she's not just kind of grouped in with, because the boarding communities, I mean, it's big in terms of boarding communities, but small. Yeah. Um, in terms of of the school, so she's just you know made a real effort to get out there and and make friends, and she does things very purposely to make sure that she can you know kind of get to know different people. She's such a a smart girl, um, so she's thriving, and she hasn't looked back. You know, she's absolutely um, thriving there. It's it's I'm so pleased, and the school is incredible. Um, but that le- that left a massive gap. Yeah, huge for the whole family, not not just you, just and not just her having that experience as well. Like you all, how how her siblings? Like how's everybody else kind of? It's weird, actually. I think I hadn't really noticed how much they'd missed her until she came back for the holidays, and probably Henry's missed her the most. because Fleur can generally be quite mean to Henry, being the oldest middle middle child. God love her. She's a good kid, but, she, you know, Henry Henry seems to be the one that cops, cops any of her bad moods. Um, and then I think Fleur's really missed her as well. But, you know, you know when people put up a wall? Yeah. Um, and so it's just her coming back into the house has just been this really interesting that's where I think everyone's just so grateful to have her back, you know, and it's and it, I think at that point is where I've realised because Kevin and I, of course, in the first week we were so sad yeah. and we were very open about that. Yeah. But the other kids just kind of kept going and, and I, I think it was not until she came back that we just saw how much they kind of embraced her and, and yeah, it's it's amazing how the dynamics of the house have changed. So that's that's been a big thing. But plus, not only that, it um, the cost of it. You know, like I'm 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 certainly not going to pretend that we're, you know, in a in a position where this is just a drop in the ocean expense for us. Like this is freaking expensive, and it's a big investment for us. And it's not necessarily something that we just had the spare cash lying around for. Um, you know. I have had to really step up my game in terms of making sure that I've got the income in my business to make sure that we can afford it. And I'm quite happy to be very honest about that. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was something that I always wished I would have gone to boarding school. I always wished I would have gone to a school like this. Um, if, I think for me that would have added I, I would have felt a lot more confident in life and maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't have. But 
Um, I just think it would have been an environment where I would have thrived and, um, yeah, I'm not blaming the fact that I didn't go to that school on, you know, not being confident or not, you know, um, progressing um, in the way that I thought I would, but I always did think that that would, I, I don't know, I always used to look at, at people who went to those schools and who, who, not all of them, of course, but I always just think, gosh, you're, all, you're so um, worldly and confident and, you know, you, you just seem to, to have started on the best foot, you know, the best foot possible. So for me, it was, it's an important sacrifice. I'm very happy to make that sacrifice, but it's been a massive transition. That's probably been the most notable, I've got to say. Yeah. It's huge, not just yet for the for the entire family dynamic, but also huge, as you said, on your business because, you know, when we started the Miss Bossy Boots journey, both you and I were very happy to stick our heads in the sand when it came to our finances and, you know, yeah. crossing our fingers and hoping and wishing and praying that we'd make budget each month and then, you know, if we didn't, oh, well, we'll just keep going and, and see what yeah. happens next month. Whereas now, you know, there are so many factors that make it so important for you to – to make sure that your ducks are are in a row and you don't have yeah. the luxury of sticking your head in the sand anymore. You need to know where it's coming in and where it's going out and if you're going to have enough to, to pay those expenses. Well, that's that's exactly right. And by and I will never, ever regret, you know, this is a sacrifice. Like I think if I'm going to make a sacrifice for something, this is it. Like if I'm going to invest in something, it's going to be my kids, you know, yeah. and it is going to be their future and I'll continue to do that and, work hard and, and make those sacrifices until, you know, we get them to where they, they need to be without handing stuff to them on a platter. You know, I, yeah. my, my personal philosophy is give them the best start in life with their education and, and their opportunities there and then it's up to them. So I'm kind of not in the, I mean, who knows what will happen. I mean, the property prices are so ridiculous right now, but I kind of think from the age of 18, I, well, actually from the age of 16, I was financially independent and I would never have ever turned around and asked my mum and dad. I mean, we paid for our own wedding. Uh, you know, I've never, ever turned around and said to them, can I have, you know, can you help? On And I would never have expected them to. I put myself through university, always had a part-time job, always paid my own way. Um, and I think that's good. That's, that's healthy. So... Yeah. I kind of think I want to kind of get them in the best position so that they can also take that independence. I don't want to necessarily be, you know, paying for, for all of these things that, that you know. Holding that their hand forever. Paying for them themselves, yeah. So if I can get them into a position where they have a really, really good opportunity to earn money and do well, um, then that's my job done. Nice. I love it, Jane. Very good. All right. Well, well our we, job done, I should say. <laughs> but do you have any you, other Kev. highlights? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I haven't been to New York, Jane, because no one's been anywhere. So that's, that no. would normally be my highlight. And uh, we cancelled our America tour that uh, was me meant to happen. Actually, this weekend we were meant to go because when COVID happened, we postponed the entire trip for a oh, year. Geez, and I remember thinking funny. like, oh, my gosh, a year? I'm not going to be able to wait a year. <laughs> How would yeah. that happen? Can't we go sooner? But, of course, then, you know, coming up to the year, of course, we're still we're still nowhere near being able to go. So we've actually cancelled the, the postponed version of the America Tour. And right. so we're putting it off to 2023. But my highlight during the time that we've been away is that um, 
not having a big holiday to look forward to sa- to save both money and annual leave time for has meant that yeah. we have taken several other small holidays. So we yeah. did our normal Burley trip. We went to Kingscliff for a week. We went to Sydney for a weekend. Uh, we've done little things in between, which, um, you know, with the whole family, which have, you know, become new little rituals and new little, you know, things that we now go, oh, well, let's, you know, we're going to go to Kingscliff every September. Like that's, that's yes. now part of our tradition. So um, the time away from the big, Jumbo planes has meant that we have made time and and put some cool things in place for that as well. So yeah. that that's been my highlight, being able to to have that have that downtime. And I know I talk about it all the time, Jane, but when I get away from the studio and the office and the house and just life, I get the best ideas. Just standing mm. standing on the beach, watching the kids like wade and jump over the waves, and then yes. I, all of a sudden something comes to me and I go. <gasps> That'd be a game changer if we put that in for the you know eight years performance group or or what it like yes. I, I just get great ideas when I step away and so um, there's been lots of little things that we've been able to put in place in terms of the ballet school that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have that time away so that's yeah. been really cool too yeah I agree I agree but Good. it's lovely to sit back and chat with you Jane and I hope that everybody is is well we'd love to hear what your highlights are that you've been up to um while we've been away as well and as we said we're going to do a 12 week we'll release every fortnight but we're going to do 12 weeks um it's not 12 weeks 12 episodes it'll be 24 weeks through till the 17th of september with this season of miss bossy boots and jane you'll be here when you can and i appreciate it thank you so much such a pleasure lovely to chat again You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 